Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Toronto, the Oilers against the Leafs tonight. Mike Smith starting for Edmonton. And a guy who's had the Oilers number over the years, Freddie Anderson, 12-0-1 lifetime against Edmonton with a 2.07 goals against average 9.32. Save percentage gets the call for the Maple Leafs. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation of Royal Pizza. It's a Monday. Let's go with the meat lovers. All right. Well, each Monday, one of my favorite things to do and something that's very popular with our Oilers fan base is we get an update from the farm with Bakersfield Condors head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. Successful weekend this weekend. A couple wins in San Diego, and you won a couple different ways. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a really good uh, weekend for our team. We went into a difficult building. We found a way uh, to win each night. Um, on the Friday night, I thought we were by far the better team. We played with pace. We played um, from the front. Um, and we found a way to stick with it um, and and get the win in the third period with contribution, contributions up and down the lineup. On the Saturday night, uh, we fell behind in the first period, but it had playoff-type intensity, great goaltending on both sides. And, uh, again, we stuck with our game plan. We were down by a goal heading into the third period. We found a goal and then uh, ended up winning it in a shootout. So real good sign uh, for our team. And since Christmas uh, or the Christmas break, uh, the team has really, really uh, come together here and starting to head in the right direction. Well, things have to start in goal, and that was part of last season for AJ. Shane Sturette went on that incredible heater. Uh, there's been some up-and-down moments for Stuart Skinner, but suffice to say he must have been pretty solid this weekend. Yeah, I, I think uh, he has been. And, 
we, you know, we're talking about uh, our team playing better since the Christmas break. How about going back to uh, before uh, the Christmas when Stewart uh, went down? He went down to Wichita to work at his game. Uh, the last two games he played there, he was the first star, and he comes back to our team um, post-Christmas, and he's kind of taking the ball and run with it. He's 4-0-1 in his last five. Um, and he gives us a chance to win. And he is, uh, I thought, um, the last game in San Diego uh, was just superb from him. Now it's about the challenge of, of remaining consistent, remaining um, uh, mentally sharp to be able to withstand that type of workload. And uh, since Christmas, he's been able to do that. Jay, today, uh, Connor McDavid, who you, of course, coached, uh, spent some time talking a bit about how impactful uh, Connor Yamamoto has been and how it's helped give the Oilers, uh, you know, another dimension. And he's played very well on a line with Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Now, as you know, since you coached both those guys, too, those are two pretty good guys to play with. But Yamo has uh, given Edmonton a, uh, a bit of a spark. And I'm going to guess that probably doesn't, like, you know, sometimes you look at a prospect and go, Hmm, I'm not sure he's going to be able to maybe help out. Were you fairly confident that uh, Yamamoto had improved his game so much in the AHL that he could be, uh, you know, a useful player, you know, quick on pucks and competitive and those sort of things? Yes, I think so. And it's easy for me to say that now, but I would say that that Yamo uh, has been not only our best forward, but our best player through the first part of our uh, regular season here in Bakersfield. And I think um, that his success this year, including being named to the AHL All-Star team, uh, has is a true credit to the work that he's put in. He put in a lot of work in the summertime, not only to rehab um, his injury that, that he had surgery on, um, but he also put a lot of work in to make sure that he had the kind of year that he wanted to have. And that didn't just take the form of working on his skills. It didn't just take the form of um, making improvements in the weight room. It, 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 it took the form of attacking every day with an energy and an enthusiasm to be the best pro he could be. And I, you know, I've been quite impressed uh, with him right off the bat. I think, um, like I said, his success in the AHL and his early success on this recent call-up is a full credit to him and the work that he's put in. So, Jay, now what we're getting, uh, which probably wouldn't surprise you, is, okay, who's next? Who can come up next? And the name Tyler Benson keeps getting brought up. Now, I think they're kind of different players. And to me, Benson might need a longer play even at the NHL when he does get that opportunity before we can, like, he might be less noticeable in his first few games if and when that time comes. Um, Is he a different player this year than he was last year? Obviously, he had such a tremendous year, full season. Uh, I think he was right around a point per game as a rookie. Uh, He's again leading your team in scoring. I I think he's had some ups and downs, but just some thoughts on Tyler in terms of where he's at right now. Well, uh, you hit the nail on the head. He's different than Yamamoto. They represent different dimensions. I think uh, his game is very similar uh, to where it was last year in this, in so far as uh, it's not that he lit up the first half of the regular season last year, but right around this time is when his line took off last year and, and he started putting up 
uh, the numbers that he's put up his entire life. And, and I see a lot of similarities in his year this year. Um, Post-Christmas, uh, I think there's a direct correlation between how the team is performing and the jump I see in his step post-Christmas. I think he's uh, was energized coming out of the break. I think that line's been a factor. They certainly were responsible for our two goals that uh, we scored uh, the first two goals on Friday, or first few goals on Friday night, and then uh, they played a solid game the next night as well. I think um, he is uh, a player that when you're around him every day, you come to appreciate what he brings to the table. He can make a play. And uh, you know what? The one thing I think that I don't talk enough about, and certainly I don't think uh, people that aren't around our team talk about enough uh, with him, is what a great teammate he is popular guy uh supports his teammates uh when other people have been called up over the last year and a half he doesn't worry about it he doesn't fret about it he just goes about his daily business and uh when his roommate got called up there was no one happier uh, for yamo than than benson so he's a professional he's working at his craft and he's in a good spot doing that it's some something that we continue to push on a daily basis with him and the rest of our team we're joined by Jay Woodcroft. Uh, Jay, does he skate? I mean, you were in the NHL a long time. Uh, you know the difference between the two leagues. Does Benson skate well enough to play in the NHL? Well, what I would say is I, I don't, when I think of Benson, I don't think his dimension is his um, ability to go from one end to the other and take someone on and, and that type of thing. Uh, I don't think that's what sets him apart. Yet, I don't feel that his skating is uh, something of of a detract detractor. I've seen in my time in that league uh, lots of players with uh, comparable skating and some with worse skating than him uh, go on to have successful careers. Where Tyler is fastest is between the ears. He works to get into position. He finds a way to think the game a step or two ahead, and that's what makes him a fast player. And when he is uh, performing at that level and putting the work in required, uh, I don't see why he couldn't skate at the National Hockey League level. You got a couple first-year prospects up front, Ryan McLeod and Kirill Maximov. And they're first-year guys. Do you notice the difference between them and guys like Yamamoto and Benson that are second-year players in the league in terms yeah. of maybe their comfortability or their maturation or, you know, recognizing the areas that they got to improve upon? Yes, I do. I think um, uh, I, I do see a big difference. Uh, a lot of players, especially uh, the ones that come out of major junior, um, uh, don't realize how good of a league the American Hockey League is and not just how good it is on one night, but how good it is every night. And it's a huge step to go from um, major, junior, uh, where you might be the 19 or 20-year-old and you're the most physically mature, the biggest player, um, the guy who gets all the ice time, to go in uh, to now playing professional hockey. I think it's one of the biggest steps that anyone can make in hockey um and that experience of going through it you can talk about it all you want until you go through it uh you don't realize that fully which is why i believe uh bouchard and mcleod who both got a little bit of a taste of playoff hockey in the american hockey league last year 
they were a little bit farther ahead than the guys that didn't get that experience. Now, that said, I see real growth in McLeod's game over the last few, uh, certainly Maximov's game over the last nine or ten or so. Uh, these guys are growing before our eyes, but we understand it, it, this is not uh, an, an overnight thing. This is a process that they're going through. They're going through it. They're working at it. They're great kids. And, um, you know, we're comfortable that, it you know, as they uh, physically mature and emotionally and mentally mature, uh, they're on the right path. And we're going to stick with that process. It's proven um, to pay dividends with some of our other players that have gone up and done well. We're going to keep with it with these young guys as well. How's Joel Person playing? Joel's been good. I think, um, you know, he's, we've paired him with Brandon Manning since Manning's come uh, down uh, in the last few games. I think he makes a good first pass. Um, he's still getting used to some of the nuances of North American hockey on the smaller rink. But uh, I, I like his passion to play. Uh, I think he's very coachable. He's a popular guy in the dressing room. He's been good. All right. Uh, here's our annual weekly question about Evan Bouchard. Uh, you know, obviously Evan Bouchard, Philip Broberg, uh, Samarukov. Uh, by the way, just before we get to Bouchard, Samarukov, uh, did he get hit with a puck or a high stick? I, I, yeah, I believe he took. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough play. He took uh, a puck to the face. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he was sat out the two games versus San Diego. Uh, his face is pretty swollen, and he's got a few medical appointments. We're just waiting to see how that plays out for him. Is it like an orbital sort of situation up near the eye, up near the nose? Yeah, I think he's seeing some specialists. It, it is. It's below the eye, but uh, he's seeing some specialists. His face is still pretty bruised up and pretty swollen, so they needed to let a little bit of the swelling come out of it. But, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best with that, but we'll know more probably by the end of the week. All right, so you might not, you're probably not going to have him this weekend, then, is what you're saying. Well, certainly we don't expect him to play on Wednesday. We'll see where he is uh, in a few days after the doctor's appointment. Okay. How about Evan? What's going on with him? Evan, uh, you talk about a young player growing before your eyes. This is, this is another one of those guys. I think uh, he played 26 minutes the other night in, in San Diego. I thought he, he may have been uh, the best player on the ice both games. He's someone who um, we've asked uh, to we've asked him to accentuate his his strengths, which are his ability to move pucks and get it through from the top. But also, we've asked to to work at other parts of his game, uh, including you know just the proximity to his check, uh, his hardness in battles, his ability to defend in tight spaces and kill cycles and. Uh, He's growing. He's growing before our eyes. Um, the offense is taking care of itself. But what we're real proud of is uh, attention to detail on the other side of the puck. And he's another young guy that's just continuing to go about his daily process and worry about getting better every day. And, uh, and another guy with a great attitude. All right. Well, you got Stockton on Wednesday. They're really good. They're uh, duking it out right now for top spot in the division. Luke Phillip was the first star the other night. He had a goal and assist. He's got 14 goals and 21 points his last 19 games. So he's playing pretty well. They, they got a deep squad. Uh, what's the schedule look like after uh, Wednesday night, Jay? Yeah. So we play Wednesday in Stockton against that good team uh, 
that you're, you're talking about. We've played them hard, and uh, been you know we have a pretty good record against that team this year. We know it's going to be a battle, and then we come home. Or sorry, excuse me, we stay on the road. We go down to Ontario to play the team who's directly in front of us in the standings, and then we uh, come home on the Saturday night to play a very pesky, very talented uh, Iowa Wild squad. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. It's a big week in, uh, in in Bakersfield for us. Jay, best of luck. We'll hook up early next week, okay? Sounds good, Bob. Take care. Have a good day. Take care. That is Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 349 in Edmonton. I got to hop on the bus. Uh, Brennan Escott's going to have something coming up here of Sheldon Keith that Jack Michaels put together and get to list day and order's history. I will rejoin you. We will have one special guest for sure on top of Mark Spector and Kurt Hill, Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta. I'll be rejoining you today at uh, 3.30 Edmonton time for the Oilers and then Maple Leafs on the City Ford Face-Off Show. Oilers now will continue with Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. It is 152 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you. Rounding out Oilers now on a game day. 3.30 for the City Ford Faceoff Show. 5 o'clock puck drop on 6.30. Chad, the Oilers making their lone appearance at the Scotiabank Arena this evening. It's going to be a tightly contested one, too. Of course, we know about all the firepower, uh, but these teams, well... They're just exciting Canadian matchups. We've got another one going tonight as well. It's uh, the Winnipeg Jets in Montreal. Right now to this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. You can call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. On this day back in 2011, Gilbert Brule and Dustin Penner score in the opening six minutes of the first period, and the Oilers go on to beat the New York Islanders 2-1. to one. That was one of only three wins for the Oilers in the month of January. Well, they can improve upon that uh, tonight against a team led now by Sheldon Keefe. Of course, taking over for Mike Babcock mid-season since then. They've gone on quite a run. Here he is with Jack Michaels, voice of the Oilers on the Oilers radio network. We had the puck a lot, which really helped us. That's going to be an important factor. And just you know, as every team in the league does, try to get out of his hands early and try not to let, let, let either of them get, get the puck with speed. So those are the challenges. I thought we did a pretty good job of that uh, from what I recall out there. And that'll be part of it and then keeping them off the power play as a big one as well. And I've always had a, I've always had an interest in the team even when I was with the Marlies, of course, because I'm working in the organization. But I, I always wanted to watch the Leafs play. They got a lot of a lot of exciting people to, that you would want to watch. And their hockey fans in general would say that anytime the Oilers are playing, it's a it's a must watch too. So it's a good match that way for sure. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams in the league that you could say are, are worrisome that they have players that if you if you aren't aware or you don't have the right structure defensively or if you don't take care of the puck properly that they're going to hurt you and certainly the Oilers are one of them. Sheldon, you just wrapped up your second 10-game segment with the team. What growth did you see from the first 10 games you spent with the team? Where we've really seen the growth is just um, our ability to play with purpose, whether it's 
playing from behind and finding a way to come back and, and figuring out what works for us to, to be able to do that, playing with the lead and, and closing out third periods, uh, finding our way through times where we've, you know, we gave up a lot of scoring chances and, and a lot of people getting in behind us to really that, that not being so much an issue and, and making those adjustments. I just find that uh, we've established a, a pretty good foundation of who we are while being able to, on the fly, make adjustments and tweaks that uh, are helping us play a more purposeful and complete game. Are you doing much learning on the go? You personally? So they're learning a lot about the league. Yeah, definitely. A lot about the players in the league. You're, you're getting to know them a lot uh, a lot better, of course. Of course, when you're watching them closer and you're breaking it down, you're looking more at the analytics and the statistics of each team. Uh, learning lots from our staff. Uh, probably, probably more so that being the case. Our staff collectively has got a lot of experience in the league and, and I've, I've benefited greatly from that. That is head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keefe. Again, the Oilers Leafs tonight on 6.30 chat. A five o'clock puck drop. Jack Michaels, Bob Stoffer there. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown will have your City Ford Faceoff show at 3.30. Uh, been getting a lot of this on Twitter as well as the text line over the last little bit regarding the podcast segments not uploading to iTunes. Nothing has changed on our end of this. We have reached out to both the provider that allows us to disperse our podcasts and to Apple Podcasts itself. So... We are aware of this issue. We are working to resolve it right now. We've had some people suggest that if you unsubscribe and then resubscribe, that should be able to replenish your your cache. I know on my personal cell phone, I have the same issues, but also no solution for you. So apologies to to those who are suffering from this, uh, but we're working on a solution. That's the best I can tell you right now. Try that. Try unsubscribing, resubscribing to the podcast. But if you head to uh, 630chat.com, you go to the Oilers Now page, they are all there. I know that's not the grand solution, but it is at least one workaround in the time being while we chip away at this for you. Uh, looking to update a little bit more of the show as we move forward here into the new year. So in all likelihood, that'll be part of that as well. Appreciate you tuning in. As always, you've got the Oilers game on tonight on 630 Ched. Tomorrow it is Mark Spector for the horses, horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in Alberta's horse racing industry. You'll also hear from the general manager of one of the hottest teams in the CHL. That is the Edmonton Oil Kings. But up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by 6.30 Jet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. More sports coming up 3.30 this afternoon. Brendan Escott saying so long from the 6.30 Jet Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.